Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, New York, Joey. No chill right now. I am good. First of all, hello, Andy. Second of all, I'm actually up in Bedford Hills, New York. Okay. So, so up, up in the burbs. So explain to us where that is. That is, I'm I'm imagining it's ballpark about 40-ish. 40 and change miles from, you know, New York city, the center or whatever would be the epicenter of New York city, you know, 57th street and central park, 40 ish miles from there North, um, in the nine one four, I'm in my sister's basement. She just bought a house up here a couple months ago. And, uh, here I am in the basement guest room. So what County is that? Westchester. That's that's where you grew up, Westchester. Correct. Yeah. I'm about I bet two miles from the house I grew up in. Ah, so you're very close. Very close. Actually, she's right on the Bedford Hills Katona border. She is I could I could hit a golf ball to Katona Elementary School, where I did not go because they sent us to Catholic school as children, but She's like right near Katona Elementary, but you know how it goes. It's like, then there's lines. There's She's technically in Bedford Hills, so she actually has to, her kid will go to a school actually further away than Katona Elementary because she's across the line. Are you, are you, are you moving back? What's going on? No, I am, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. I got to say, the first thing I did this morning is I got up and I went to a proper New York deli and I got myself a steak, egg, and cheese on a roll for $4.99. Got myself a coffee. And I just was like, this is this is the kind of thing that does make me want to move. Delis. Like, I just I just need a deli. Yeah, we've discussed it before. LA is lacking the deli situation out there. Supposedly, some guys opened like a New Jersey-style deli in LA. But you know how it is. Like, it's like... Even when they do that, they still have to like, you know, you still got to pay L.A. rents and whatever. So the steak, egg and cheese there is probably twelve ninety nine. Well, inflation now is is hitting us, too. So I'm shocked you got a four ninety nine sandwich, to be honest. Yeah. And Gabby's uh, Gabby's bacon, egg and cheese with a hash brown on it was three ninety nine. It's a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal. It was not a small sandwich either. Like That's I. A- that's a tough business, man. I, I I don't think people realize the margins are so small in the food and beverage industry. It's not a business I would ever go in because of that. Yeah. It, it's just, it's such a fine line to actually be profitable and make money. But this, this deli was in the, uh, someplace that growing up the building that I was in this little like house, you know, it's like that's so that's, that's some country shit. It's like, an old house that's now a deli, but in between it being a house and it being a deli for years, it was like the beverage barn. It was where we would go to like get kegs 
get cases of beer or whatever. I was like, it's weird being in here and not uh, giving you a fake ID and leaving with like a keg of Miller Lite <laughs> for a party that I'm having. Yeah. I, I was with some people today and they were discussing being 25 again. And then discussion turned into, would you do it? And then all the dumb decisions you make at that age. And then I was thinking, that's when I moved to Los Angeles and how big of a moron you are at that age. And it's crazy to think Giannis is 26. So he's right at that age, winning finals MVPs, dropping arguably one of the best game clinching performances in the history of the NBA. I would say it is the, I'd say it's the best championship clinching performance in our lifetime. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there was like a 55 point game that I don't remember from, you know, somebody else's era, but you know, like the Ruther curse is like alive and well, you literally were like, can a can a team win a championship if Giannis is their best player? And then Giannis was like, Andy, I hear you. I am the best player in the world. I mean, he showed me up. I'll tell you what, that was. Last night was one of those performances that I was really taking it in while watching it, saying, I'll never forget this. And this is historical. And And I hope people realize, like you're saying, in our lifetimes, We've seen some great performances. We've seen the 50-point games from Jordan, from LeBron, not in a game-clinching series victory. And then throw in the defense and the way he shot free throws. I mean, I would say that that's, you know, it's what's remarkable about Giannis this postseason is they had some disappointing runs the last couple of years. They were the one seed. They, you know, he's winning MVPs. So they go to, they go back to back MVP seasons for him. Great records. And they don't win. Not only that, but they get bounced relatively early. And then in this postseason, there was some scares and Giannis is shooting threes and, you know, not going to the hoop as much. And then over the course of the Eastern conference finals and the NBA finals, he totally changed it. Like he wasn't taking jump shots. He wasn't even, you know, obviously he's so great in transition and he's so great when he has a full head of steam, but in this finals, he became a post player and he dominated and the blocks, you know, I listened to the first half of the game on the radio as I got in last night and I watched the second half of the game at my sister's place. But uh, Doris Burke said that he was going full young Ewing and just trying to block every shot. That was how she described it. And like, obviously he got a couple goaltending calls, but like that, that description, you know, as somebody who wasn't watching it, but was listening, told me everything I needed to know, because that was, that was a young Patrick Ewing move at Georgetown and a young Patrick Ewing move with the Knicks, which was like, okay, I'll get a couple goaltends but I'm also going to contest every single shot at the rim. And Giannis, I mean, Aiton just doesn't show up last night. Giannis is, how many blocks did he finish with? Five, six? Five or six. Yeah. I mean, five blocks in an NBA Finals clinching game. That's, you know, obviously he's winning Defensive Player of the Year, but like, I mean. 
And these aren't just blocks. These are many of these of the five were get that shit out of here type blocks. Right. And psychologically, it's going to be instilled in the son's heads when they're going up for shots now that he is throwing our ball exactly all over the place. So I, I, I just what he was doing last night and that he he came up huge time and time again, whether it was a block, a shot, a drive, making his free throws. He put on a performance for the ages and I was wrong. He, he not only led his team, he took them to new heights that I had never witnessed before as I mean, a 15, 50, sorry, 50, 14, five blocks, 17 of 19 from the free throw line. I mean, it's, like he took the best player alive title. He took it. And the reason I think he took it without question is, you know, you look at the team and I know he, he made a comment about super teams and, you know, he got, he got his little digs in. Um, and I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who's ever, you know, necessarily shit on the super team idea. I don't even really, I mean, besides Kevin Durant joining the Warriors, and then I've like, it's basically Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant of the Warriors. And then what happened in, you know, in Brooklyn are like the only two super teams, I would say, you know, obviously the big threes and the big twos and people joining forces is just a way of sports these days, not just basketball, but for him to get through the Nets team, like, oh, the Nets didn't have Kyrie. The Nets didn't have Harden. The Nets didn't have, it's like, great. So it's just, it was just Giannis versus KD and Giannis won and he goes on and he has the finals that he had. I mean, he's the best player alive. Yeah. Down Oh two twice in the playoffs. I mean, to real off four straight, I was obviously I was rooting for them to lose last night because I wanted a game seven, but it was, you know, it was hard to root against him. Like when I started watching the second half, I'm like, it's fun. And he's great. And he's having an otherworldly performance. And, and in a way I was like, Oh, it'd suck if, you know, I, I want a game seven, but it would suck if he drops 50 and blocks five shots and, and something happens down the stretch where they don't win because he earned, you know, the, the, the championship last night. And on top of all that, we, we all witnessed that hyperextended knee just a few weeks ago. And to come back so quickly at such a ferocious and unstoppable level. I, we've never seen anything like this. His story is such a remarkable and amazing, like, like this is your TV. I'm sorry. Your, your your movie, like this is your anything is possible movie. And there's a book coming out. I don't know if you know about this, about him and, I forget who I forget who's writing it, but it's coming out in a few months and they started writing it in 2019 based on his story and coming from Greece. And there's, there's some wild Giannis things out there. Do you know about the thing from 2014 or 2013 when he was drafted? No. So he goes to Western union to send as much money as he can back cash after he's drafted. This is in Milwaukee to his family in Greece. He sends so much money, whatever he had on him, he doesn't have enough for a cab fare. 
So the cab like stops running at a certain point. I, I mean, this almost sounds like it's surreal, but what I was yeah. read, I was reading this today. He has to get out of the cab and he starts running to the arena for a game. For a game. Jesus. And somebody sees him and they're like, hey, are you the guy we just drafted? And they take him to the arena. <laughs> Call the team with your cell phone, bro. <laughs> like what? But again, to go from that just eight years ago, seven years yeah. ago, whatever it was, to, like you said, taking the crown. We had talked about Doncic taking over as the best player, but not so fast. Well, I mean, and, and you know, we were critical. I was critical. I mean, you, you, you more so than me. I mean, you questioned if they could win a championship with him as the best player. And then he um, dominated. Dominated. But, but like myself and other people critical of a guy that seemed to, um, you know, be a little bit too on the perimeter uh, in not, and not just in terms of like where he's taking shots from, but just everything about the way he was playing. Like it just didn't seem to have the, I'm going to dominate games. He seemed to have, I'm going to hang out on the perimeter literally and figuratively and just kind of be this guy. And it causes people like you to question, can he, can a team win with him as the best player? And, and listen, I said that a, a team can win with him as the best player, but you're going to need, you know, another guy to be the shot maker. What he did over the course of this finals and the Eastern Conference Finals, in terms of just like changing his mindset, like, you know, it's galaxy brain shit. Like, I I think for him, obviously he gets the championship, but now he, but like, don't go back to that. You know what I mean? Stay this guy. In Historically in the NBA, if you have a dominating big man, you can be dominant for a while. Your team can be dominant for a while. If you build around a dominant big man, you can be good for a long time. And it's like Giannis is a big guy physically, height-wise, but he didn't necessarily play like a five. Over the course of the last series and a half, he became a five. And now you can build for, for, an, for a decade around having a five who is arguably the best player in the world. Yeah. And he stayed there. Everybody thought he was going to leave. Again, the story is pretty awesome. He stayed in the small market. He believed in the Bucks. He believed in the city of Milwaukee. And here we are. And, and, and that scene for me to see 65,000 people outside the arena. I have never seen anything like that during the game. To have that many people watching outside was a sight to behold. And I can only imagine last night. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. Shout out to Guy on Couch who was there. He attended the game with his sister. And he was that's awesome. He was texting me pics. He said, I'm going crazy tonight. I'm going. I said, dude, go nuts. Can you can you imagine? And I couldn't stop thinking about all the drunken, amazing sex that was happening everywhere good, in Milwaukee. And good for I heard they put out cardboard beds in Milwaukee just to just to try to limit how much sex was they were having. Um, and, and good for Milwaukee fans, you know, like uh, two solid fan bases in this finals. 
Um, but dude, w- w- you know, we got to talk about the Suns too. Like to go up 2-0 and then just to get boat raced for the last four games. I mean, they didn't even make it to the game seven. They didn't even make it to home. That that game they lose on their own floor was everything. Well, I think it's some growing pains for guys like Booker. Yeah. But now the question is, what do they do with CP3? I mean, if you're them, are you like to me, if you look at this um, Bucks team, I think the Bucks and the Nets, especially if the Nets are healthy, are going to be back. And I think it's going to be. So early favorites. I know it's early. Vegas has them as the early favorites. Who? The Nets. Yep. And then the Bucks and Lakers are right there again. Right. My point is that for this Phoenix team, of these two teams, I just like this did seem like a Cinderella season for this Suns team. Like, I think counting on this Suns team to be back in the Western Conference finals next year is, you know, I will, I wouldn't count on them necessarily being back. So if, if I'm in charge, I don't resign Chris Paul. And I think that you have a base. I think you, you need to, figure out how to get back there in two or three years without tying yourself for a hundred million dollars for Chris Paul for three seasons. That's my opinion. Did what do you, you think? Well, I think Giannis, first of all, single-handedly ended the short-lived career of sons and four guy, right? <laughs> like that guy's career done. So no one cares about you anymore. The girl who is famous for going down on, the entire team she will live on because there is a need for her work but she's also been minimized Giannis was just destroying people's careers left and right with his performance i i think it's going to be tough i agree i tend to agree with you here that the cinderella story had a lot of factors playing into it i'm not trying to take anything away from the suns but they beat a lakers team without anthony davis and who do they play after that? They the went Clipper, from Clippers without the, Kawhi. Yeah, right. So, you know, you, you are, look, injuries happen. And I, again, uh, I'm, I'm Nuggets not team without Jamal Murray. Yeah. Look, I look, I'm not taking anything away, but, but these are the truths. You, you're, you're facing three teams in a row that don't have one of their major stars. And it is yeah. tough to get back. Yeah. Now, they have some great young pieces. Obviously, Booker's great. I think Mikel Bridges is really good. I think Cameron Payne's good. You, you have- I, think, I, think, I think they have a great core of young dudes that they can continue to develop. And I actually think the idea that this was a Cinderella season and that they can't get back in the near future isn't what I'm saying. But I think counting on them just like keeping the same roster and trying to run it back next year, I think that's a... Uh, I, th- I, I think spending a hundred million dollars on Chris Paul to do that. I don't think it's the right call. Yeah. I, I tend to agree there. Let me play a quick call. You referenced the Ruther curse. We do have a call about it. Love it. Ruther, you beautiful bastard. You reversed Ruther curse. City of Milwaukee. You showed up. Gurus were seven games up. Red show up. You show up. 
back and forth. The minute you leave that city, they go back to seven, go to the Cincinnati, whatever team you root for, the Reds, trash, get swept, back to seven. Oh, a couple days later, Bucks win a championship, Bucks and six, Ruther thinks we're reverse curse in this beautiful city. Prano, love you. Fuck the Royals. I'm out. Well, well, this is an interesting one. Like, like I don't understand how this makes. So this is true. I show up to Milwaukee. The Reds take three or four. They win the game I go to. The Bucks don't win a game while I'm in Milwaukee. Now they're also on the road. The minute I sh- the minute I go back to Cincinnati from Milwaukee, I arrived on a Sunday night, and the Bucks won that game again when I'm back in Cincinnati and didn't lose a game since. Right. So, so like. I don't get what he's saying. So, well, he's saying you're you're you were you were on the Suns bandwagon. You you weren't you weren't a Giannis believer. You were in Milwaukee and they weren't winning games. You leave. You take your you take your Suns fandom and your Giannis hate back to Cincinnati, and they thrive. But was but I don't, it's almost like I was right because my juju was hurting the whole city of their sports teams when I was there. Right. So it really wasn't a reverse curse. I was cursing them by, by, by removing my bad juju is when all the teams started winning again. Right. Then you go back to Cincinnati and your, your team proceeds to lose two of three to my Mets. And, and your announcer just decides to destroy a Cincinnati yeah. establishment. I mean, honestly, w- that that the clip they showed during that skyline thing, the 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 plate of chili. Why was it like shit brown? Was that just like just just like a bad camera shot, or is it like is it shit brown chili? We look horrible. I mean, and Gary Cohen destroyed it. Gary Cohen. Gary Cohen was a little out of line. <laughs> he was a little out of line. It was hilarious. And it was like, you got whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You got to try it once so that you can never have to do it again. I'm going to play. I'm going to play what he said. This is the local delicacy known as Skyline Chili. The five way with the spaghetti and the beans. And the Darling's just appalled. Five way. First, the, uh, the disgusting chili gravy. <laughs> And what do you put on the onions? You put some mustard or something? No, no, no. Wait a second. When you, after the onions comes the cheese, and that's what makes it the five way. Here we go. Is the cheese? They put like ten tons of shredded cheese on there, and this is supposed to be food that you actually eat. Now, does the cheese melt, or is that a, a... Ronnie? Ronnie, have you ever had skyline chili? I have not. I would recommend not having it. Well, no. You, you <laughs> need to try everything once. Okay. Right? All right. If it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. Try it once, and then you'll never eat it again. Just unprofessional. Just absolutely unprofessional. I mean, he's just he's just giving his unbiased opinion of Skyline Chili. Now, explain this to me. So you have spaghetti, chili, onions, cheese. What's the fifth of the five way? Well, that was the, be- the beans were on that as well. Oh, be- isn't beans in chili? Not this chili. Th- th- this... The, now look, the skyline I, chili is just the is just beef. I don't know how many times we're going to do this on this show. Um, it, it, it's also 
a a dish that comes it comes from Greece for the record. This skyline, all this stuff, it guys, this is this is not this comes from dudes who came from Greece who immigrated to Cincinnati. So like you're kind of dissing Giannis. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, Giannis didn't go out and get fucking spaghetti chili today. He went to he went to multiple Chick Fil A's and got fifty piece nuggets. Did you see that, by the way? I did half Sprite, half lemonade, half Sprite, half lemonade, no ice. But I love it. I was like, not forty nine, not fifty one, fifty. I need fifty piece. Look, Gary Cohen can have his own opinions, but you know that that eat. I'm just watching, thinking you East East Coast elitist judging us in our Midwestern roots. No, but all, all jokes aside, I have said on the show I am preferential probably to Gold Star Chili, which is a thicker chili. And now, are there beans in Gold Star? Yes, you can get a five way there too. Oh, okay. So it's just, but I'm saying. So, the, but the, my question about the beans is the beans and the beef are separate. They're separate things. Correct. Cause most, you know, I feel like most chilies, like you have beans in the chili. Sure. Like my old man used to make or onions in the chili. Yeah. It's all separate. Yeah. Look, look, it's, it's not deconstructed chili oh, on, look. on <laughs> deconstructed chili on spaghetti covered in cheese. Here's what it is, guys. It's just a giant heart attack. Is it the greatest food ever? No. Is it a comfort? I mean, I mean, Western food. Yes. Gary Cohen doesn't, you know, hammer cheesesteaks when they were playing Philly. He doesn't like shit on Dodgers. Like it seemed like he really went out of his way. That's what I'm saying. It was kind of rude. I mean, it was, was kind of rude, but also it sounds like he's had it and it didn't sit well with him. And uh, he's going to make sure no one makes that mistake, except although he did push it on Darling. <laughs> he's yeah. like, you should try it. Yeah. Look, again, like I said, it's not a delicacy. It's not Montgomery and ribs, which is a preferential spot for a lot of people when they visit or in Cincinnati. It's not Grater's ice cream, other Cincinnati staples, but it's a comfort food. If I want to slam some disgusting food, there's a local skyline by me. Again, I worked at one. I used to be the guy who stirred with a giant ore. I stirred the chili pot when I worked there after my freshman summer of college. I was that guy. I was. Now, let me ask you something. The chili pot that you stirred, were they just taking like, did they just get cans shipped to them from corporate and just dump it in a pot and keep it hot all night? Or are they making the chili? So we would get, it's a good question. We would get frozen boxes of the chili. I'd put it in the pot. So no one's even like making ground beef there, adding spices. Because remember, it's a franchise. Right. So I think there's about a hundred and I don't know how many of these in Ohio. And there's some in Florida, Kentucky, Indiana. So I would put the giant chili. Again, this is like a maybe three and a half foot tall thing that's on the ground and I'd stir it with an ore and add water. So I was technically making the chili and then we would get the cheese. The cheese would come from Wisconsin. It was, it was specialty cheese specifically from this farm in Wisconsin. And that would go in. And, and, and again, it's, it's just a disgusting. I mean, good for Giannis. Thing. Giannis is like, you know, taking, taking the Greek back 
you know, you're, you're trying to put skyline chili on the Greeks. Giannis is like, I'm here to say Greeks can be great. Well, yeah, look, Giannis. How many people tagged you in the, in Gary Cohen? Oh my God. Oh my God. I actually meant to call. I meant to say we should have talked about it last episode. I was like, we should have bet something on the Nets Red series. But now, okay, here's here's what it is, real real quick. I mean, I might as well just get this out there. We've already gone down it. In 1912, Nicholas Lambrinidis emigrated to Cincinnati from Castoria, Greece, and brought his family's favorite recipe recipes with him. Okay, so that that's it. So, so this guy Nicholas Lambrinidis came to Cincinnati from. Greece in 1912 <laughs> and I guess this was one of their recipes and he opened a uh, a skyline yeah there you go and then it just got absolutely eviscerated by Gary Cohen it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable wow it's not it's it's not my first choice and uh, I'm sure Giannis has realistically never even heard of the place what do you th- what do you think he did last night? Like like what's what what's going on? Oh God, I wish I was in Milwaukee last night. I that last night was one of those nights where I I so wanted to be in that city. Just well, to see, it's a it's a catch twenty two. If you had been there, they wouldn't have won, but because you weren't there, they did. You you should have made like Kyle Rittenhouse and just waited across the Wisconsin state lines and then run in for the trouble. Uncalled for. That's <laughs> what do you mean uncalled for? That's a bad compa- you're comparing me to that guy. That's uncalled comparing for comparing you to the murderous teenager. You you know, it must have been mayhem. Did you hear? And I bet and I didn't even look on social what people said. Did you hear Van Gundy? What he said about no. Fauci? No. <laughs> they showed all the fans. Of course, none of them wearing masks. And he's like, oh, Dr. Fauci's not liking this. And I thought, oh, man, he's going to piss off people. Like, it was a joke. It was a funny joke. Yeah. I bet the Miller Lite consumption was through the roof in Milwaukee last night. I enjoyed a couple Miller Lights for the good people of Milwaukee last night. Did you? Yep. You have to. They they sent me a 12-pack. I think you'll be getting... Some I beer. received my 12 pack and you know, they were, they sent me some merch too, Andy. I was just going to say, did you get some merch? Cause I got some merch as well. I got some merch. I mean, what a, what a, a, a collection of sweatshirts they sent me. Right. Unbelievable. I'll tell I you love what the folks at Miller. It was literally right. As I was going out the door yesterday morning, I saw it outside and I was like, wait, what is this? Yeah. A 12 they- pack and some hoodies. Well, they, they really sense. They always send us some great stuff and they have another campaign right now, guys. A time for that beer campaign with Molson Core, with Molson Coors, excuse me, the the parent company of Miller Lite. So if you want to partake in this, and I recommend you do it now, just find a message from someone saying we should grab a beer after the pandemic. Doesn't have to be those exact words. Share it on social with the hashtag time for that beer. Then go to timeforthatbeer.com to find out how to get a beer on Molson Coors. So that's Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, Peroni, Lining Kugel are teaming up with teaming up to help you hold your friends accountable for the beers 
that they said you'd get. So you would take a screenshot of that message of a friend saying you should get a beer when this is over. And again, share it on hashtag time for that beer. Then head to the bar, which I'm sure all you guys are doing. Upload your receipt for a beer from one of the brands that I just listed above at timeforthatbeer.com forward slash rebate. And the beer is on us. And by us, I mean Molson Coors. This is, this, is all, this is all a great idea, Joe. I mean, once again, helping everyone Hello, get out. Like sending us beers, sending us hoodies, sending us money for the beers we buy with our own money. It's great. And you know what? I got to say, I, I'm, I'm excited. My favorite part about that promotion is them listing the beers that qualify. There is a comedy club in LA. I don't want to shame them. I don't want to say the name. But there's a comedy club that I appear at regularly. I would almost say it's probably my quote unquote home club in Los Angeles. And uh, they do not have Miller Lite. I've talked to, we both know the owner. I've talked to the owner numerous times and said, what are you guys doing to me? How, how do you expect me to give my best show when you don't have Miller Lite? But I'll go there and I'll have a beer. And against my will, because they don't have Miller Lite, I always drink Peroni because I'm like, well, I figure, you know, as an Italian, if I can't get Miller Lite, I'll have Peroni. Finding out that the Peroni is under the same corporate banner just makes me, I feel like I've just been supporting my brand the whole time. Yeah, you really have. What, so, a, good, what a good guy I am. So partake in this, guys. Simply go to timeforthatbeer.com to get the beer that you said you would get on us. Again, that will be in the description of the podcast if you forget the URL. Always remember, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and uh, take advantage of this great offer. Okay. What else do we have going on here as I pull up the rundown? In other Milwaukee-related news slash Wisconsin news, it was leaked yesterday as well. Aaron Rodgers turned down a two-year contract extension that would have tied him to the Packers for five more seasons and made him the highest paid QB and player in the NFL. It's becoming very mysterious what he wants. Yes. I don't know the answer. I don't know. Like... The question becomes if they wanted to extend him or they offered him an extension and they wanted to make him the highest paid player. So it's not about money, right? Um, what is it about control? I mean, you would think if the Jordan love drafting is what set him off or the not and, and, and or the lack of drafting weapons in the first round, yada, yada, yada. Um, then do something about it. Like the idea that, you know, we're just, it's all this cloak and dagger mystery. It's like, if, if them doing that, you come out, you play last year, I don't know, begrudgingly, I guess, but if you're not going to, then like, then just force a trade, go on the record because they're now saying that they're going to commit to you. And, make you the highest paid player in football and you still say no. So what, what do you what want? Does he want? Yeah. I don't know either. And, and I'm team Rogers in terms of like the Jordan love drafting was ridiculous. And but, then he, did you see his tweets last night? No. 
And then he's tweeting about the Bucks. You know, we, us, or like, let me just read this. He tweets, he had a bunch of tweets, but incredible job by Wes and Mark, Peter, John Horst, our GM, as in the Bucks, made some incredible moves and our star, our stars played like stars. Can't stop 34. Hashtag champs. So he's used our well. Multi- he he's a he's an owner of the box. Oh, he is. Yes. Okay. He's part, the owner. he's part of the ownership group. I did not know that. Yes. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what you know what. How much of the box? Let's see. But like you know, one percent or something like that. If Milwaukee, I'm looking it up, but. I know he's in the room. It's yeah, he he is. Bucks announced in 2018 the Rodgers will become the first active NFL player to take a minority ownership stake in an NBA team. It's one percent. So he went full Jay Z style. Okay, but he's an owner. He'll get a ring. Yeah. Wow. Does this help or hurt, I, or does it even matter? I just my no, I, no again, the, the, the the Bucks does the Bucks winning a title have any bearance on well I mean him being an owner I think has like you know he is an owner of the like where do you want to go if you're Aaron Rodgers? You know what I mean? Like you're a Packer. Why would you want to leave the Packers? And and that's where it's getting confusing. What do you want? I don't understand. I don't. I, I don't know if anybody has an answer to that. Yeah. He's 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 uh. He's that girl you're dating. Like uh, you don't have to be dating. It's a. It's like a sorority girl. This is uh, we're. It's like the uh the notebook. What do you want? Yeah, you're you're like you're you're a few. <laughs> what are you doing? Me? There? I'm trying to. I'm trying. <laughs> Trying to get comfortable in a situation, like, dude. Dare I say you've gone full Goldberg this episode? <laughs> you were lying down for a minute. I think the camera was up your nostril. The next I'm on, minute, I'm on a I'm on a bed because there's no like desk or anything down here. I'm trying to figure out how. Looks to like do you're it. in a mental insane. Like you're in insane. Know, well, my sister, you know, they just moved in this house and she doesn't have any uh, furniture. Yeah, I mean, she has furniture. She doesn't have any decor, especially down in her basement guest room. But I'm just trying to figure out how to get comfortable here because so I could stay in one position. Your setup looks like how the smut studio was for the first four yeah. years of me living there. Just a crazy house. Just a beige wall. Just nothing on it. But yeah, when I was laying down sideways, that felt very Goldberg-ish. <laughs> but I'm just trying, just trying. I just want to have something I can stick with. So now I've now I've gone to the gone to the back of the bed so I can lean up against the wall a little bit. I want to ask you what we want to ask Aaron Rodgers. What do you want? What position what do, you, do want? you want? I'm just Does he just, play for them? Uh, where is he going at this point? I mean, seriously, we're almost in August. But also, where is he going? Like who doesn't have a like I know he's from the Bay and whatever like the Niners drafted a quarterback. The Broncos could be the only possible spot. I mean, does it, do you like no offense to Denver? I like Denver as a city. It's I'm sure it's more fun than Green Bay, Wisconsin. But like, 
you're the Packers QB. You want to be the Denver QB? Well, you don't want to leave us. I mean, that whole state is Packer football. Right. That whole state. And you feel it. You feel that energy. When you go to that state. I mean, the, the, the Packers are significantly better than the Broncos. He was in back-to-back NFC championships. I know. Now, I would argue a lot of that is because of Aaron Rodgers, but, like, you're going to go to the AFC West? Yeah. A stacked AFC West. Where? But that's the question. Where are you going? Means well, We welcome him with open arms to my Giants, but, like... I don't know what type of ploy or tactic it is, but I think that's what he's trying to do. And he's get moved? No, I don't know. Like I'm saying, I, I don't know what his player tactic is. Well, I obviously like that's where it's getting confusing. If the player, the tactic is more respect, more like, you know, more of a concrete feeling that he's their guy. Well, they tried to extend him and make him the highest paid player in football. And he said, no. Now, uh, like, he can retire anytime he wants in the same way the NFL can cut him anytime he wants. So it's like, why wouldn't you just take that? And if you don't want to play, if you want to go host jeopardy after one more season, then go do it. Yeah. But like, but if you turn it down, what are you doing? I just don't know what he wants. No one knows. Maybe he just is wants to torture the Packers, which I'm like low key. Okay. With maybe this is retribution for, the whole Brett Favre situation when he came into the league. Yeah. And the well, drafting of Jordan Love. Yeah. Another NFL news. ESPN just can't get it right. Well, I feel like ESPN got it right. This the with the the Manning brothers. Well, 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 well that's what I'm getting to. I, I do think this is right, but why are they not the main crew? Oh, I think that that's um, I think that that I don't I don't think the offer was even there, but also for them, do they want to do 17 weeks of football? Okay, fair enough. So the headline that came out, Peyton and Eli Manning will headline an alternate Monday night football broadcast alert. So these games will air on ESPN two for 10 games in each of the next three seasons. Well, and I mean, those are, they're going to, I mean, I know, I mean, imagine, I can't wait for the side by side of Brian, nothing against these guys, but Brian Greasy, Steve Levy and and Lewis Riddick against the man. I mean, this isn't even fit. Like imagine if you're the main Monday night football crew and you got to go against the Manning brothers, no one's watching you. Right. I mean, there will still be people watching because it's just like the antiquated people are just gonna be like, it's on ESPN. But like every young, competent knows how to, you know, work the streaming services, knows how to find different channels. Every single person, so like the Manning brothers broadcasts are going. I mean, I'm. This is the best thing I've ever heard. But again, I, I just, I think they botched it. Make them the main guys, or make them the. I don't know. It just. But they just did the. They just came up with this other crew last year, right? So they, they've, they've shuffled. ESPN has shuffled that Monday night crew. Eli or Peyton, and certainly both of them are going to commit. When you commit to that, 
even if even if they're like, okay, we'll do 17 games. I don't think that they're going, we're going to do 17 games for the next 10 years. And that's probably the kind of commitment. ESPN's like, hey, if we're going to give you this job, you guys got to stick with it. So I think the idea of 10 games over the next three seasons is great. And also, if it's, you know, if they end up really enjoying it, maybe in three years, they are the fucking main crew. I can't, I I honestly can't wait for that side-by-side numbers. I, I literally feel bad for those guys. I'm just like so excited for the entertainment. I mean, the the brothers dynamic. Who's going to be the play by play? Oh, they'll they'll probably have like a third in there, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're going to need a, a straight guy, like a straight play by play guy, and I don't mean straight by sexuality, if uh, you know what I mean. Got to justify it now. Let me sit on it. I see. I see it right there. Maybe Gary Cohen can yeah. hop, hop on board and just He'd destroy, be great. destroy every single city's. I'd love to hear Eli and Peyton's thoughts on Chile, on Skyline Chile. Maybe Gary can go to each city and just absolutely take a hot, steamy Skyline dump all over one of Peyton their city's like, treasures. Like my, my receivers at uh, Tennessee when I played there, just five – Five parts I just never want to see again. And that starts this season. So exciting. My point is they're almost there, Joe. If they're talking 10 games. 10's only half the season, basically. There's no Monday Night Football the last week. Right. But still, 17, right? So 10 is 16. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, 10 yeah, of 16. Yeah. Well, no, there was there were 17 weeks before. Now there's 18 weeks. Okay, true. It's 10 of 17. Still. They should travel in their own Manning family bus. Oh, be so great. And make that a reality show. Are you ready for some football? Put Cooper on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Coop, because he does stuff on yeah Fox Fox, right? Yeah, and his son is the stud. Yeah, Arch. Imagine the money he's gonna make in college. Yeah, the Bama quarterback who's never started right now, Bryce Young, is already supposedly near a million dollars. In name, image, and likeness deals, according That's to crazy Nick Saban. That's crazy. He's never even started. Yeah, and he's near but seven figures. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but he's the Bama QB. Just got full Goldberg over here. Yeah, I'm laying down. Ah. Uh, yeah, man. I guess that's what's going to happen. Basically, I fall. I don't know how closely you followed it since that rule was enacted. It's basically stud athletes at big programs and just hot women. Like you don't have to be that good if you're if you're a hot yeah. woman on a D one team. Yeah, and you and have you a big ha- social media following, then you can now hold you know 
body armor fucking energy drink or whatever and make some dough. Yeah. We need we need our dirt ball uh we need the dirty sports athlete kid to reach out. I forget I forget him now, but I've heard that the barstool athletes basically just don't get anything, which is sad. I'm like, let's send this kid a Miller Light sweatshirt. If he's 21. If he's 21. <laughs> there there are rules. So the COVID stuff is obviously creeping back. I mean, I hate to go there, but but it's important to discuss with sports because we obviously have the cases are higher. I, I don't want to go down all that, but my point is we've seen what's happening with the NFL and guys getting vaccinated, and also it's kind of worked its way into college. The SEC is saying if a team can't play because of COVID, there's no reschedules this year. It's just forfeits. Right. Which, which I think is, is good. Well, Saban said today, right? 90% of his guys are vaccinated. Yeah. And I am repeating what I've said about vaccinations on this show before, especially as it pertains to sports. You can question anything that you want. And you can, like, I understand fears about it. I understand, obviously, people wanting to do it. I understand a little bit people not wanting to do it. But if you're on a team, to me, it's ridiculous to not do it, to take the Cole Beasley stance to, I mean, I just find him to be like a fucking MAGA dipshit. Like the whole, I'm going to write in my notes app about fucking freedom and nonsense. It's like, all you're doing is leaving some potential where you can't play or, or, or a game gets canceled or a game gets forfeited. It's like, we do a lot of, we make a lot of sacrifices when you're an athlete to be on a team, you know, like, you don't go out and drink on a Friday night before a Saturday football game. You don't like do it. Like we as athletes, my whole life, you made, there were sacrifices that you had to make. And to me, like that's just part of it. And Saban in Alabama saying 90% of the guys, basically him, him saying, listen, get fucking vaccinated because I don't want to deal with a forfeit. I think it's totally reasonable. I wonder what someone like Cole Beasley would say if I asked him, your risk, you know, if his concern and clearly he's he's stating his concern is health and safety. I wonder if whether it's Cole Beasley or anyone else who doesn't want to get vaccinated. Again, I also like I understand I understand people having concerns how quickly the vaccine happened. Like I understand that, but I also wonder what Cole Beasley would say if I said to him, "Cole, you risk your health and safety." for what you do every single day. What, like how much is this different? I wonder yeah. what he'd say. Cause I mean, the idea of being an undersized slot receiver in the NFL that, and talking about your health and safety is just hilarious. That's my point. And, and that's what like, I bro, pick of. up tennis. Like, dude, you are like, to me, Cole Beasley, the Wes Welkers, the Julian Adams, like you guys are the prime CTE in 15 year guys. Yeah. 15 years after you retire guys because of the hits that you're taking from guys way bigger, way faster and way stronger than you. So if safety and health is your concern, you're not in the right job. That's what I would say to him. I don't know what he would say back, but it seems to be a, a problem with NFL guys. Now we don't really know the other sports because the NFL is making different mandates for these guys to get vaccinated and it's trickled down to college football 
but yeah, it seems like Nick Saban is saying get vaccinated because we're here to play football and not deal with all the other stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but his, his, his takes are, they're you tough. Know, there's to prof- over the years, there's professional athletes that have it in their contract. You can't, you know, no skiing. You're not allowed to ski. Yeah. You're not allowed to do this. It's like, well, what about my freedom? It's like, man, this is just part of the deal. You're just not allowed to fucking ski anymore. Sure. You're not allowed for, for football players and baseball players. A lot of times it was no basketball. Yeah. They don't want people tearing an Achilles. Shoot yeah. hoops. They don't want somebody tearing an ACL. No hoops. Like, you know, the idea that Cole Beasley, you know, isn't arguing about like the you know, freedom fighting for his ability to play three on three basketball in the off season. It, I mean, it's just, it's just ludicrous. I, again, the, the, the argument comes up just like as his teammate, I'd be like, fuck you, bro. I'd be like, fuck you. Oh, wait, did you hear that call? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I heard it ring. Gotcha. It's the one problem we have with the live callers. Well, we should get to the calls. That is a, that is a good time to get to the calls. But Joe, we're, we're talking about health and safety and another thing that is very important to me, and I have talked about it a lot through everything that's happened in the world in the last 18 months, is mental health, right? We, we agree that mental health, especially as we head back into the real world post-pandemic, should be a priority of many people. And I have something that is great to help everybody listening to the show with that. It's a great app called Talkspace. So I have always been an advocate of therapy, at least since I started going, as we know, the last few years. And Talkspace is a great app for all the dirt balls to use to have a licensed therapist schedule live video session sessions. That's a tough word for me right now. Live video sessions. You can text with them. It's basically an app where you can go to someone 24 seven virtual 24 seven therapy. Yes. And as most people know, if you, if you have that experience with therapy or seeing a psychiatrist or psychologist, you got to schedule weeks in advance. You have to really, for lack of a better term, kind of wait on these things. And you don't have to do that with talk space. And it's great for so many things, whether it's individual couples therapy, you name it. Again, they have thousands of licensed therapists that can help you 24 seven. So start feeling better with a single message match with a licensed therapist. When you go to talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with promo code dirty. That's $100 off when you use promo code dirty at Talkspace. And guys, if you haven't ever gone to therapy, Joe and I both know this, it's not cheap. Right. It's it's expensive. And I think this is a great alternative than seeing someone once every week or once every few weeks and them charging you a lot of money. I, I think Talkspace is a great alternative. So if you're thinking about talking with someone, seeing someone, if you have 
things that you need to straighten out mentally, I couldn't recommend them more. Once again, go to talkspace.com and drop promo code dirty and you get $100 off your first month. Okay. Dirtball calls. Let's do it. Let's get to them. What do we got today? Oh, th- he DM me this morning about this. This is this is a great possible bet idea for you, Joe. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, South End Dirtball, Austin here. Um, Joe, got a good uh, got a good thing for you if you lose the NFL uh, bet this year. There's a dub straight dubstep festival in Ohio. It takes place every year. It's oh a camping God. festival. It's like three or four days. If you lose to Andy this year, you got to go for at least one day and one night. You got to bring the tent, the whole thing, and you got to go from start to finish to that one day. It's like three to like two in the morning of just straight dubstep. Jesus. Crazy music, and you got to dress up crazy. And really, I think that's the only way to go to top Andy's Andy's losing uh, Vegas draft. So let me know what you guys think. I don't even like. First of all, I think this would be fun. Theoretically, I know what dubstep is, but I don't really know. But like, whenever I hear dubstep, it sounds like when you accidentally picked up the phone when somebody was already like on AOL. (laughs) So I don't know if it's here every year, but Lost Lands is the festival and it's in Legend Valley, Ohio. It's about 140, I looked it up. It's about 140 miles from me. It's east of Columbus. Some giant field. Now, I think they do some some big events there. So it wouldn't be this one because obviously the season is happening. So this year's is September 24th or the 26th. I don't, again, I don't know if this happens every year. This Lost Lands Festival in Ohio or if they move it around. I Personally, I think it'd be fun. That's just me. Dude, if, if you were on, I don't know, edibles or mushrooms what's what's 24 hours of music and just a giant it's basically coachella but for dubsteppers but for dubsteppers in ohio uh, by the way i i kind of like a lot of dubstep music i i was into it i don't know seven or eight years ago and a lot of dubstep songs still make my workout mix and i like the the rap in dubstep mixes when rappers get on songs because that was kind of a thing dubstep to me sounds like when in a movie they send like a when somebody's like working in the newsroom and something comes across the wire it's like because somebody comes over and like rips it (laughs) but like like uh that that skrillex asap rocky song wow for the night that's a that's a dubstep song yeah it's a good song it's a good song how much other skrillex are you listening to I listen to a fair amount of Skrillex. Jesus. Do you remember our dubstep theme song? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if I still have that song. Are they using, uh, do they have a dubstep theme song for Goldberg's new podcast? Hold on. Okay, here it is. Dirty 
<laughs> it's amazing. I mean, honestly, it was hard to get through that 45 seconds. The idea of doing that for 24 hours is insane. There has to be, if I went to this festival, there would have to be some sort of thing like the Waffle House thing that could like shorten my time. Like every tab of acid I eat, I can get out there. <laughs> dude, I think, dude, I think it'd be fun. I might go this year for just the hell of it. Find somebody to do the new dirty sports theme song. I'll be the only almost near 40 year old there. Oh, I'm sure you won't be. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. That dubstep song. Dude, but again, I, I think anything. See, you know, the difference between you and I is that you're not. I, I, could I have no do, patience for this kind of shit. But you're not like I'm. I'm way more of a people watcher and I'm like a curious, I want to see the scene type of person. Like I could legit go to another insane clown posse concert just because it was fascinating to see. And I think in that same area is where the juggalo meetup this year is that same, that same music campground or whatever they do. Really? That's where the, the meeting of the juggalos is for Ohio. Yeah, they, no, they no. There's a there's a gathering of the Juggalos. I think that's what they call it. The gathering of the Juggalos 2021 is uh, yeah, it's the same area, Legend Valley, and that's going to be the 19th through the 22nd of August. I might go to that go. too. Yeah, man. I'll, go I'll, the, I'll, I'll text my brother see if he's down to go with you. But like that doesn't interest you just seeing people. No, I have such little patience. But especially if you're like, but if you're on drugs, man, like like just enjoy it, right? Oh, if I'm on drugs, it make it even worse. Really? I don't have the patience for anything. Like I at this point when I'm on drugs, I just want to be sitting outside by a you know a running brook. You don't want to be around people when you're on anything. I mean, I don't mind it, but like I don't want to be around juggalos. What about dubsteppers? Is that even a term? Dubsteppers? What are they called? I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Dubstepper. Here comes the dubsteppers. I'm looking through our calls today. There are a lot of them are really raunchy. Like it's dirty sports podcast. Uh, hi, Andy and Joe. Uh, you're not really dirty anymore. We haven't gotten that recently. I did tell someone they should not listen to our show today. Really? Yes. Who? Uh, a nun. Oh. Who, who asked about it. I said, you should probably not listen. Bless her heart. But uh, no, no, sister, this is not for you. Anyway, let's let's get to one of these sex calls. Sex calls. Okay. Anyway, Sister Diane. What's going on, guys? I'm from calls. the middle of Norm, Michigan. Just calling to clarify my second question I left on the podcast last week. So what I meant was how seriously or what's your approach to listening to a new album from an artist you like? Okay. Because I know well, some people I, let's, let's get fast forward. scroll through it really fast trying to watch previous work. 
before going into the new podcast? And how seriously are you taking listening to a new album from an artist you like? Secondly, if there was a sex move called the Prano or the Ruther, what would it be? That's all. Also, condoms are for people who get mad for not having their calls played. If you're that fucking interesting, go get paid like Stephen A. Smith. Peace. Okay, that's what I wanted to get to. I love when people call to clarify other calls that we've already discussed. Yeah. Uh, okay, so if you had a sex move, which it plays perfect because somebody called about another sex move. I started this. I, I'm sorry. I, I opened this. This is like when, when people were calling leaving times they crap themselves. This is what we have now. It's people calling about sex moves and urban dictionary. So if there was the Prano and the Ruther, what would it be? So is this like, this is basically, this would be sort of an homage to us, right? This is like our dirty Sanchez, if you will. Like, it would be like some kid being like, I did the Prano and this is what I did. My, mine, the Ruther would be after sex, you have to just ne- definitely never put your clothes on. Uh, you ask your partner if they're hungry. I just figured I just figured you would it would be like doing it five different ways. Yeah, you want the five way? <laughs> Turn over, now you get the cheese. Um I don't know. Or, or mine would be uh I'm a talker a lot of times after sex. The move would be you you have sex and then you sit there with that person and, and you just have deep talks. Which can be good, but also uh, bad. I, I'm not going to name names. Do you remember that that girl who I messed around with for a minute and sent me a list of things that I couldn't do with her afterwards? No. 2013-ish summer, I met her at an ex's through an ex. She sent you a list of things you couldn't do after? What, is he, what do you mean? She wanted to, she was trying to keep it light. And her complaint was, We have too many deep talks, which makes me like you more after sex. So her list of demands, which was one of the craziest things ever, was after we have sex, you can't bring up like life stuff or serious topics because it gets me too emotionally involved. Hmm. It it was a dude, I, I kept that email. That was one of many things. Uh, on that list. It was probably the weirdest list that's ever been made. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know. Now I know who you're talking about. Uh, I, I can't think of, I don't, I don't know what the, a Prano sex movie would be, but I, I would just, it's, um, it's romantic lovemaking followed by uh, celebratory Miller lights. <laughs> well, on that note, why don't we why don't we play another uh, urban dictionary? Hey guys, Ryan Clack going in once again from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Now there's been some urban dictionary words making their way onto the pod lately, and I've got a good one, to say the least. The word is munging. That's M U N G I N G munging. I would say what the definition is right now, but I think if I did, the Canadian government will trace my call and send a special task force unit to arrest me. 
So, wow, it's not bad. Um, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, I just think it'll be funnier if Eartha reads the definition for the listeners. So buckle up and just remember that once you know this word, you won't be able to go back in time to when you didn't know it. Jesus. Thanks, guys. And condoms are for Bryson DeChambeau. This, and now, we're, and now we're gonna—you're gonna tell us what this is. It's a pretty tough one. Do I want to know? I, you don't want to know. Uh, can I? Can I make a prediction that this is something no one's ever done, and that they? Fucking... Yeah, no one's ever done this. This is like, this is, this is like an Urban Dictionary meets Jeffrey Dahmer type thing. Oh, God. Okay. Do I even dare say it? You go to a graveyard <laughs> with four of your buddies. Four of your buddies. Dig up a fresh corpse. Narcoleptic or uh, what's that's not narcolepsy. What's what is it when you're necrophiliac? Necro a necrophilia orgy. Yes. Wow. On a on a dead Gross. body. Ew. And then that's not even. I, I mean, it just even gets worse from here. I, 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 so you know, or, I, so you guys run, so you run the train on a dead body. You yes. pick up a dead body and run the train on it. Yes. Okay. And then there's steps three and four are pretty savage, as if that wasn't savage enough. Yeah. I don't want to read steps three and four. That's you can look it up for yourself. Munging, M U N G I N G. Because you know what? I, you know, we, because there's nuns listening. Yeah. And also, you know, I, don't, I, can't, I can't wait for that call. You guys are not dirty enough. You didn't even read the full description of munging. You read the first two, not steps three and four. It's pretty bad. And definitely it's not. I just happened. looked it up and it's disgusting. That's the, that's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And you can tell by the upvotes versus downvotes. Normally, it's all upvotes, but this one's pretty split. <laughs> People are like, this is too much even for Urban Dictionary. You know what's funny? The ad that came up on Urban Dictionary above munging is pornography in schools, question mark, how parents are struggling to fight against pornography in schools. Well, hopefully there's no munging going on in schools because that would be a problem. Okay, let's move on to let's move on to a much lighter question. Joe and Andy, how are you doing? This is Gene Hunt, Raleigh, North Carolina. Hope you're well. Joe, you brought me back when you talked about uh, infield practice and batting practice. Just remember, there's awesome days from high school. Uh, it's awesome going to the shitty vet in uh, the 80s to watch uh, Mike Schmidt hit some and Gary Maddox. I'm showing my age, but you know how it goes. Also, question for you. Did you and your friends ever want to purchase a uh, like a jugs machine to basically just have batting practice anytime and anywhere you wanted? We've always talked about it, never did it. Now I'm an old man. I still want to do it. But uh, that's about it. I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend and uh, stay dirty. And I don't even have a condom czar for it because, you know, watching baseball is awesome. So you have a good one. Take care. Bye. Gene Marty Hunt, OG Dirtball. So funny story about a jugs machine. 
My dad. Had, well, expl- can you explain real quick? Because I don't think everybody knows what it's, that it's is. A, it's a pitching machine. Uh, we've all seen the jugs machine. The, the, the famous jugs machines now are like uh, NFL guys use them to shoot the receivers, use them. But for, for baseball, you know, you slide it in and it, it would fire baseball. And they were, you know, expensive, but by far like the cheapest of the pitching machines. Like they're not like iron mics or whatever, big, whatever. So like a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, high school baseball teams or whatever would have one. And, uh, so when I was in high school, I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore. I, uh, talked to my mom and I said, you know, my dad had this huge bocce court out in the, uh, in our, in like our backyard behind our like back wall. And I was like, listen, we could, we could put, you know, a net around that. And it could also double as like a little batting cage. Um, I was like, if I get honor roll this semester, will you agree to get like, build me a batting cage here and get me a jugs machine? And my mom was like, honor roll. Like, yeah, like for sure. So I was like, I want your word. And she's like, you have my word. And I was like, okay, hold on. And I literally like went to my room and like came back with like a full on contract that I'd written up. And she was like, where, like, who wrote this contract? I was like, I wrote it. She's like, this is like a pretty serious legal document. She's like, I think you have a future as like a lawyer. I was like, I and Prano hereby like, you know, promise that if Joe receives and anyway, long story short, I worked hard that semester got like Dean's list, but didn't get on a roll. And so everybody won. I upped my grades and my parents didn't have to buy me a jugs machine. So you can get one. It dicks for like six sixty five. Yeah, I just looked. But then you need you need a whole you need a whole net, right? Yeah. So it's for a batting cage, you know. Or yeah. you can t- or you can set it up on a mound, you know, and take batting practice. Yeah. It's just one G, J U G S jugs. Yeah. Jugs. Now, if you got two G's, you know what I'm talking about. Titties. <laughs> Katie got some big ass titties. I bet you that's one of the lines I've said more than any other Dave Chappelle line. <laughs> Katie got some big ass titties. Okay, on that note, let's end the show. You got okay. places. You got places to be. I got Great. things to do. I am actually heading down to Brooklyn almost momentarily and i've got a show tonight at the calb music hall to calb hall to calb calb something anyway it's like uh it's in brooklyn so if you're listening to this well you probably is this going out tonight or tomorrow either way whatever come to my show tonight yeah i'm not sure go to joeprano.com check out all my shows gonna book some other stuff while i'm here in new york uh follow me on all social media at joeprano except for twitter at fix your life uh, the weekend of October 1st and 2nd, Comedy House, New Orleans, that that same weekend, October 3rd, Giants at Saints. So if you're anywhere down in that region, just start planning that. Uh, it's my brother's 40th birthday weekend. I'm trying to get Mikey to spend his 40th birthday on Bourbon Street. So let's just start planning now, guys. Dirt ball meetup. Speaking of jugs, uh, yeah, 310-359-8365 is the hotline. I promise I'm getting koozies out 
the next couple of days. So leave a podcast review with a Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will get that out or update an old one. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. You can follow me and Andy Ruther. That's pretty much it from my end. Go eat some skyline. Actually, I don't care. Go eat some gold star. Uh, congrats to the bucks again. I, again, I, I think this, this to me has been one of the coolest stories I've seen in Giannis in particular, and just the whole thing. And it's been fun. And uh, now we get to wait till football, but uh, until then, you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>